Mike, thank you very much for your story. It's always a joy and encouragement to hear what God is doing in the lives of our people and uh, the transforming impact that he has on their lives. We are a place where grace and truth make a difference, and we exist to see lives transformed by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, both bringing us to initial salvation, but also maturing us in the faith. Well, this week is a very special week. We have Pine Cove um, week, and uh, lots of kids are going to be invading this building um, throughout the week. Um, I've got a couple of grandkids that are going to be with us, and we're excited about what God's going to do in their lives. We have the counselors with us today. I'm going to ask you guys to all stand, if you would. We're going to pray for you this morning, and I uh, want to encourage you to pray throughout this week, each and every day, for the Pine Cove camp. Give these uh, folks a hand. They're going to be working hard with you, our kids. <clears throat> and would you stand with them as we go to the Lord together in prayer? <clears throat> Father, we're thankful for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're thankful, Father, for J.C. and the impact of the gospel upon her life. We pray that you'd nurture her in their faith and help her to walk in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Walking worthy of him, fully pleasing him in every way and ultimately bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in her likeness to the Savior. We pray, Father, for Mike. We thank you for his story and for Lil, for your continued work in their lives and your use of them to impact others with the gospel in and through the work and the body of this church. And Father, I thank you for these counselors who have come to impact our kids. We know that whatever happens today, in this hour, or in every hour of this week, has to be of your spirit if it's going to be eternal in its impact. Lord, we just are cracked clay vessels. We want to offer ourselves up to you, but I pray that you work in a great way through the counselors to impact these kids, and I pray that you bring many to a saving knowledge of Christ, that they might have assurance of their faith. And those that have already made a profession, may they grow in their love for the Savior. We pray, Lord, as well today for the country in which we live, for those in the White House, the Congress, the judicial branch, our governor, the legislature, people in high places, Lord, as they make decisions, we pray that you'd work in their lives to bring to them the reality that there's a God in heaven to whom they must answer and that the Lord Jesus Christ ultimately is the one who has the answer for all men's needs. Would you work, Lord, to preserve our country, work to bring about a revival within the church and an awakening among the unbelievers. We lift these things to you. And now we pray that as we open up the truth of your word, that you would speak to all of our hearts and help us in some small way, in some measure, to be used of you for your honor and praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe seated. I'm going to ask you to turn your Bibles as we continue our study of the book of Acts, to Acts chapter 17, Acts chapter 17. Though I do not uh, consider myself in any way gifted in personal evangelism, um, I'm an introvert. 
I've had many opportunities over the years, uh, dating back to my college days, to share the gospel of Christ with others. When I moved to Texas some 41 years ago, I noticed a difference in the people that I sought to share with from the Midwest, from where I was from, and the Texans to whom I had come. In the Midwest, large numbers of people were unchurched, or if they were churched, they were baptized as an infant, looked back to their infant baptism as their salvation, knew very little about the Bible, had very little Christian background, and for some, they didn't even know about Jesus. But when I moved to Texas, I moved to the buckle of the Bible belt. And it seemed like everyone had been to church and somehow been exposed to the gospel or had been to a revival and had walked an aisle or raised a hand and knew the Bible stories and knew who Jesus was. And it was hard to know who really needed the gospel and who already had it. But we live in a world in Texas where the circumstances are changing. It's significantly different from what it was 41 years ago because we are living in an increasingly secular culture. And no place is that more visible than in that building across the street where these young people attend day in and day out. There are many there who did not know the stories of the Bible, have no biblical background, and don't even know who Jesus is. But it's also true in our adult world. Sharing the gospel with those who have no background is significantly different in its methodology than sharing the gospel with those who know the Bible, know the stories, and know who Jesus is. 